This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We with the Pats and the Edmonton Expo Center. I'm standing with this team jacket on. Glenn Saber walked out on the bench, and I was literally like, and our assistant GM, he was wearing the same jacket. And he was like, you guys, where did you get those jackets? And I'm like, that was my chance to chat with Glenn Slatch Saber. And I soiled myself. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yeah, Believe it or not, it is. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to a football Friday. I got I got two earpieces, and I'm going to take one out. <clears throat> too loud. I'm too loud, said a lot of people. Uh, hope you are off to a tremendous Friday. Hope you're ready for the weekend. For the Canadian viewers, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, for the U.S. viewers, you have to wait a few more weeks, but uh, people talking about what they're thankful for. Um, hey, Thursday was National Coaches Day, and we never talked about it. So maybe we uh, maybe we'll dabble on that today on Football Friday as we welcome in from the sweatpants capital and the heartbeat of the Canadian Football League, the Heartland, Darren Moose Dupont. Uh, before I get Moose's thoughts on things, I will tell you that coming up on the program today, we'll be joined by AJ Jakubic, the voice of the CFL's Ottawa Red Blacks, the radio voice. In hour two, you're going to want to be uh, tuned in for this. The executive director of the Auto's Own Liberty Bowl out of Memphis, Tennessee, Mr. Steve Earhart, former commissioner of the United States Football League, former president of the Colorado Rockies. And who knows what's in store for the future for one Steve Earhart. He's going to be joining us from Memphis, the hometown of Kent Austin. And actually some surprise guests a little later on. But Moose, you got the Michigan jacket on. Is it because it's a little chilly where you're at? Or are you ready for a big college football weekend? Little of column A, little of column B, Rod. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had a chance to bust it out on the air yet, I don't think, uh, in a while. So uh, a little chilly this morning, but uh, getting excited for, the, uh, for a big college Saturday. I heard that. I heard I had a hey, I had a twelve step meeting this morning and the guys were saying if I read it correctly, was it minus six Celsius where you are or, or was it plus six Celsius? Either way, no, dang. It cool. was, yeah, it was minus overnight. Um it is supposed mm, to get up to eighteen mm. Celsius this afternoon. So we're in that parka in the morning, t shirt in the afternoon weather. Praying for you, sir. Praying for you. Thank you. Uh and by the way, um we I'll be back in the Great White North uh, in not too long. Yeah, I'm going to be going to Atlanta next week, as you know. Shout out Atlanta, uh, the Peach City, where we are on WQEE Daily. Going to be heading to Atlanta and then uh, to the Great White North. And the thing is, I will tell Radio Ryan right now, Ryan O'Radio at WQEE, there will be no live show. And for all our viewers on Monday, there will be no live show. So if he wants to run a replay or... Call me and put me on the air from here for two hours. We can do that. But Monday, we will observe Canadian Thanksgiving. There he is. What up? Ryan O'Radio, my spirit animal. Uh, So my point is, if he's running a replayed show, we got a lot of time to get to this weekend's games in the CFL, college football, National Football League. I know Canada West is taking a break. But I want to say a couple of things. One, 
We're not just about sports. I was very interested to hear about your night last night. You got to tell our viewers what you did last night. I'm really intrigued about what you got up to last night, Moose. Yeah, it was really, really cool, Rod. I got invited to host an awards banquet for the Professional Interior Design Associations of Manitoba, Alberta, and Saskatchewan. And so that was in Saskatoon last night. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was a black tie night. And, uh, you know, the interior design world, they made a joke, um, you know, to me beforehand. They're like, okay, you know, these people are professionals in their industry. And if you come in and make a joke about the wallpaper and the paint and, and plush pillows, it will not go over well. They do way more than that. And I'm like, oh, do I know about not telling somebody about picking the drapes, right? And uh, it, it turned out to be a fantastic night. It turned out we knew some of the uh, buildings that were up there for nomination for prestigious awards, including the True North Sports and Entertainment offices of the of the Winnipeg Jets, which you they're and I awesome, were in. by the way. Oh, yeah, they're, they're they awesome. photos of that lobby. And I'm like, I sat with Rod in those two chairs. So the design firm that designed those offices were up for an award. Um, the design firm that uh, was responsible for that beautiful River Creek Casino um, that you and, and Lee were at for the at World Juniors and Serena, that was up for an award and actually uh, won a top three in their category. So fantastic night and uh, really cool to be a part of it. So, that's so awesome. I'll never be invited to be the guest speaker or the MC of an interior design thing. You're far more metrosexual than me um and <laughs> you know what that, that means um yeah, yeah but i mean that's the whole thing about us we're entertainers i should speak for myself i won't speak for you but when all those people that have said over the years in my prior role as the voice of the saskatchewan rough riders and the Virginia pats you're a journalist you need to be impartial you need to tell both sides of the story no i don't says who i'm an entertainer if you want that go to w5 or go read the Globe and Mail. But would you be asking your local newspaper writer to come MC something? No, you wouldn't, because they're boring. Let's be honest. They don't have TV shows. They don't have radio shows. It's a total different thing. And, you know, I have done pretty much everything. Well, I've done a lot of recovery, public speaking, as you know, addiction recovery, mental health recovery. Yeah. Because I'm a survivor. But I have, you know, I've spoken to so many sports galas, and one of them, I mean, the, million stories. People said we should have story time every day. I'm like, we do have story time every day. You're just not necessarily paying attention. But I went in and spoke to the Canadian Football Officials Association, which incidentally, I was supposed to be the warm-up act, and the headliner was supposed to be Mike Pereira from the NFL on Fox, former head of NFL officiating. He bailed. All of a sudden, I became the headliner, and they brought in a comedian. But listen, talk about... Speaking to a room full of referees, I'd rather talk to a room full of interior designers where I don't even belong. The referees, we make jokes about these guys and now gals. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So (laughs) I want you to be thinking about this. And here's our audience participation thing. Because we, you know, Thursday, we overlooked the fact that it was National Coaches Day. I'm a coach, a professional coach now, not of sports, but mental health and addiction recovery. Serena's a coach. You have coached. Uh, She's in the fitness world. But I want to ask the viewers, and I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you right now, but who was the most influential coach you've had in your life? We should have done it Thursday. We should have done it Thursday, but whatever. We're doing it today. So it doesn't have to just be a football coach. You could be a hockey coach. And I want to reserve judgment, too, because 
so many of the coaches that I've dealt with over the years in the sports world watch this show now and listen to this show now. So I need to be very careful as to what I say. They all had an impact. Not all positive. But for the viewers and us and our staff, you guys, everybody's been coached somewhere along the line. Who's the most influential coach that you've ever dealt with in your life? And let's give him a little kudos 24 days later. Okay, can we hit the quick six show horn, please? And thank you. And uh, that's about enough of that. Mickey Mousen. We're gonna, it is football Friday, but we're going to open with hockey. It's been a tough preseason for the Montreal Canadiens. They've now dropped seven in a row with the regular season approaching. Montreal fell to the Ottawa Senators for the third consecutive time by a score of 4-3 in Gander, Newfoundland Thursday night. Tim Stutzla recorded a game-high three points in the win. Uh, So I went to the Florida Panthers game last night, story time. I had Panthers fans coming up to me saying, Rod, we're watching your show and we love it, but when you talk CFL, you lose us. I said, that sounds like a you problem, not a me problem, because I'm going to keep talking about the CFL and all the other things that our viewers love and uh, don't watch then. And uh, I literally said that because they said, well, we love the format. We love it. You talk about everything. So sometimes you just got to stand your ground. Uh, anyways, by the way, the Tampa Bay Lightning are 0-4. They ha- they're winless in the preseason, too. And guess what they're saying in Tampa? Nobody cares! Because it's the preseason. So tonight, five Canadian teams, uh, five Canadian NHL teams will be in action in preseason play. The Leafs hit the road to play the Detroit Red Wings, who have lost two in a row. Oh, my God! Calgary plays host to the Winnipeg Jets. The Oilers will open their doors to the Seattle Kraken in Edmonton, and the Canucks welcome the Arizona Coyotes. Before we move on, I think it's a media thing. I think the media is driving, because I'm reading just the wire stories here. They seem to care what preseason results are. What do you think? Well, they're looking for something to write about and a reason for people to click and to to read and to buy the newspaper if you're doing that. And and tune into the sports updates and, and whatnot. But yeah, the preseason results, give me the scores, but I'm, 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 you know, yeah. Tell me who scored, who's having a good season. I want to know who's the young kid who's having a really great preseason that might, you know, I should be excited about <laughs> transferring that into a regular season, but that's it, man. That's it. I'm just checking my phone here. Um, there's a lot of people in the media, media business, two problems. One don't know what they're doing. Or two, are being influenced by somebody above them. We're neither one of those. We know what we're doing, and we're not being influenced by anybody. So that's why this show is so popular. We're telling you the way it is, and the way it is, it doesn't matter what happens in the preseason. So don't buy into the crap. And I had a long-time radio guy call me this morning, and I told you who it was. And he just said to me, he goes, man, you guys are killing it. But more than anything, it looks like you're having so much fun. I said, we are having so much fun. It is so much fun being over here on this team. So thank you to all of our staff for making it fun every day. That's what this business is supposed to be about. Our NHL coverage is brought to you by Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. And we'll have a special representative from Bronco Plumbing coming up later on in the show. Number two, again, it's Football Friday, but the rest of the show is going to be dedicated to football. 
The wait is over for the Toronto Blue Jays. They host their first postseason game since 2016 today when they take on the Seattle Mariners in game one of their wild card series. What a pitching matchup. Alec Manoa making his first playoff start against Luis, uh, Luis Castillo of the Mariners who hasn't started a playoff game since 2001. I'm pretty sure Alec Manoa was in elementary school the last time Luis Castillo started a game. I didn't even know Castillo was still playing. So, check! For the Blue Jays, it's Tampa Bay versus Cleveland, 12.07 Eastern, Philadelphia at St. Louis, 2.07 p.m. Eastern, then the Jays and Mariners, 4.07 Eastern, and then tonight, pod squad at the Mets, 8.07 p.m. Eastern. Okay, into the football, and it's all football the rest of the way today. Point three, Stephon Gilmore batted away Russell Wilson's pass to Cortland Sutton in the end zone on fourth and one for the five-yard line to give the Indianapolis Colts a 12-9 overtime victory over the Denver Broncos. Gilmore also intercepted a Wilson pass in the fourth quarter to help set up Chase McLaughlin's tying field goal. Colts winning in Denver in overtime. Darren I don't think you watched it because you were emceeing an interior design event. I was at the Florida Panthers hockey game against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and from everything I hear, um, we didn't miss much. So I'm ready to move on. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the lid lifter to week five of the National Football League? Well, I watched a little bit of it later last night, and mostly I watched social media. I didn't need to watch the game. Here's the highlights from social media. Um, okay. our, our, our boy Robert Griffin III said, uh, that everybody who watched that game deserves a free month of Amazon Prime <laughs> that was forced to watch that game. <laughs> Colin Cowherd, who's kind of, I guess, I, you could say our competition in the U.S., but he runs a sports show down there, very popular football. He said, I might lead with hockey tomorrow in the morning. So it was, and that was just the start. And apparently people, you know, Tom Brady came out earlier in the day and trashed the NFL a little bit. He said the, the, the play of football he's seen has not been that good, which caused some players in the NFL last night after watching that game to say, I agree with Tom Brady. So it was, uh, it was more of a comedy routine oh. last night on social because the game was so bad. <laughs> hey, I get it. And by the way, I would encourage anybody to spend some time in the United States of America because I love it so much. But it is all about football. Just like Canada is with hockey, it's all about football down here. And Tom Brady literally walks on water. You don't hear a lot of hate for Tom Brady at all. People love Tom Brady. So what, you're, what you told me there uh, doesn't surprise me that the players would jump on the Brady bandwagon. And the, 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 the latest, by the way, here's the update on the Tom Brady and Giselle Bundchen thing. Primarily for our COO, Lee Zhenye, who seems to have some bizarre fascination with this story. Um, Tom's very upset. Uh, Giselle, this is what I read, and this it's on the internet, so it's got to be true. The um, Giselle's uh, leading this split, the divorce. Tom wants to reconcile, and she doesn't want to. So that's just what we're reading. And from the football people, of which I've been around them, the NFL people here, they're all on Tom's side. I was telling that somebody uh, this morning on the phone. The white football guys are on Tom's side. Breaking news. I don't have my bell with me. Uh, it's over there. I'll get it. Breaking news. All the men are on Tom Brady's side in America. Okay. We've got a minute left for point four, and then we're going to move on. We're going to take a break and come back and continue this. Friday night football tonight. 
Six and nine, Saskatchewan Rough Riders at the four and ten Hamilton Tiger Cats. I read the game notes this morning. I love game notes about as much as I love just about anything. Darren, I used to take those CFL game notes back when they used to print them. Back in the day when we weren't worried about, you know, there's not going to be enough trees left on the planet. Um, I would take those into the bathroom the night before the game and sit on the toilet and read the game notes cover to cover. 50 pages, man. And I'm just lucky. I don't have a lot of natural talents, but one is the key stats stick. And then when we would broadcast the game, I would just unfold all these interesting stats. And one that I unearthed, thanks to the CFL Communications Department and their stats man, Steve Daniel, is that Cody Fajardo has never lost to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Saskatchewan starting quarterback has never lost to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And uh, he's 3-0. So I put that on Twitter recently, like within the last half hour, and people are writing me going, don't jinx it. So I'm writing them back going, pretty sure it doesn't matter what I say. But it's a win and you're in scenario for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders tonight. But that's just scratching the surface of that game and the other CFL games. So we'll take a time out and be right back in the middle of the warm-up. It's the RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, and of course, on the radio, on your home of Southern Sports and Talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Landmark Cinema's Extra members get your movie tickets for just half the points from September 16th to 29th. It's an offer you can't refuse. Any movie, anytime. Redeem just half the points every time. Any way you add it up. Or is that divided? It's movie time. Not a Landmark Extras member? Join for free now at LandmarkCinemas.com and movie more for less. Landmark Cinemas, where movie lovers get their extras. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. RP show continues on the last day before Canadian Thanksgiving. So again, happy Turkey weekend to our Canadian viewers and listeners. And I see even Rhino Radio getting in on the action from WQEE saying so to our viewers. By the way, Kevin the Medium's checking in. I just want to get that out. And I have my bell. I have my bell. So we're ready for the breaking news thing, Moose. Um, Yeah. I had to get the poll out of the way so I could get to the viewer comments. It was mucking things up. Our poll question today, though, was a good one, and I'll take credit for this one. Moose got credit for yesterday's. Today, this was my idea for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. What's the better spice, pumpkin or gingerbread? Again, Capital Automall with 
dealerships all across the Canadian prairies and the state of California. What's the better spice, pumpkin or gingerbread? Leading the way with 60% of the poll right now, they're saying pumpkin. And I think a little of that has to do with recency bias. Moose, I really do. I've been thinking about this, and I had to vote for ginger, gingerbread. I had a pumpkin spice coffee Ooh. this morning, for the love of Pete, but I'm, i i got to go with gingerbread. What say you? Yeah, I'm a 50-50. I'm, I'm both. Um, I, I, but I'm you can't do now. that! You I, can't I do that! I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick one, but I'm usually pumpkin now, gingerbread at Christmas time. I'm going to lean pumpkin. I think it's more versatile. I think you got more options with pumpkin. I, I'm fine. I don't mind who you pick. You can't say both. Man, do you have a nervous breakdown when you walk into the polling station in the school gymnasium? I, I sit there and the line the... just keeps going. I'm like, oh, but I like him, and she's really nice. God. It, and uh, the, the correct answer is gingerbread, but thanks for playing. And so I got to the comments here. Ryan in Saratoga, New York, writes in. He says, hashtag team gingerbread. I feel like it's a question that you need to sit down and spend some serious time thinking about, which I did in Starbucks, by the way. Uh, Kevin the Medium says pumpkin, so there's something wrong with you guys. Anyways. <laughs> Back to sports, and by the way, my, for today's show is just a freaking chicken scratch, man. Of We got NFL deal or no deal to play coming up. I know that a lot of the fans would like to talk about the Western Hockey League. Um, people are writing in with hockey notes, but it is football Friday, so I'm going to stay out of the comments right now because it's you and me time. Other than to say A.J. Jakubik, the voice of the Red Blacks, coming up this hour, next hour, Steve Earhart, the executive director of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, to talk all things football. I gave my stat. Cody Fajardo is 3-0 all-time against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Fans are upset at me for pointing that out, saying I'm going to jinx it. I'll say it again. It doesn't matter what I say. What's your read on the game tonight, Darren? You know... I, I don't really know. It's a tough one. Like when you when you look at it, you know, you look at okay, Cody is unbeaten against the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and that's a little bit surprising. But you think okay, you know, anything you can you can kind of pull out to give Saskatchewan an edge. And it's funny that you know from Western Canada, we're sitting here thinking the Riders got to go in here and win, and you know they're up against it because they've played so poorly lately, and you know been on the streak, the losing that they've done since having a great four and one start to the season, but they're two games up on Hamilton, right? They favorite. They should be a favorite going in. They should be, you know, thinking of all these good things and, and, and thinking about clinching a playoff spot, not surviving. So, you know, Hamilton's at home. And when you think of these two teams, you're not thinking of two teams that are fighting for a playoff spot. You're thinking about a Saskatchewan Rough Rider team that's hosting the Grey Cup. And you think back to this team being on the rise, being in the playoffs, having hosted playoff games, should be contending for a Grey Cup. And you think of Hamilton as a team that should be a Grey Cup favorite after getting to the game the last two years. So this is totally bizarre that they're both still fighting for their playoff loss. It's what we love about sports. It's what we love about pro football. And specifically the CFL, you just never really know how things are going to go. If I may interject, Randy from Winnipeg says, how about a pumpkin pie with a gingerbread man on top? I think that's like would be the greatest invention known to man. 
or at least since Cheese Whiz. But where are you on home field? I really want to know. We've had the odds makers on from the betting companies on the show, and they said home field, it's a, it's a fallacy to say home field means a 3.5-point advantage. Whoever the guy was, what was the guy, Johnny Piccolo or whatever from Vegas that we had on, he goes, we don't yeah. go by the home. Um, and for years, you longtime CFL fans will recall, there was a period of about 20 years where the division finalist record was 50-50, home or road. Um, do you think that is a big factor tonight in the football game for the Hamilton Tiger Cats? I think it can be a factor for sure. But as I mentioned earlier in the week, I think it's also, you know, a positive for Saskatchewan to get out of this pressure cooker and just go out there and play football, get away, you know, from all the noise. And I'd be, you know, what I would probably do if I was Craig Dickinson, you wouldn't be allowed to now with, you know, collective bargaining agreements and whatnot is I would be sitting at the YQR airport, getting on the private charter, and I'd have a basket. And I'd say, guys, phones, computers, in the basket. Your playbooks are all hard copy. Oh we're going to go. We're, we're not going to, you know, tell you. You got 20 minutes here to call your loved ones because we're not talking to anybody. We're not going to have any outside distractions. We're not looking at Twitter. We're just going to go and have fun. And I'd shut the world off. But you probably can't do that today. Did anybody write in with the most influential coach in their career, by the way? Uh, or in their life. Uh, we'll save that for a later, little later on. I am, In my mind, I have an idea who it is. But I was on a team bus. And I'm not naming names. But the coach made every player. They, they, I think he sent the trainer back with a pillowcase. Just like Halloween. It's like Halloween trick-or-treating. Put your, put your phone in the pillowcase. Put your phone in the pillowcase. And I'm literally sitting at the front of the bus going, I don't think you can do that. And the coach is like, I don't care. Phone in the cell, in the pillowcase. And the players all did. <laughs> and uh, the next night we lost. It was after a loss. And it was this a hockey team, okay? So the next night, next game, we lost again. So he said, phone's in the pillowcase. And by the way, he didn't go into those phones. He didn't. Those, they sat up at the front of the bus in the pillowcase. And I'll tell you after the show who it was. But now that I think about it, the second night he did go through the phones because he pulled one out and the player had pulled the battery from the back. Those players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get in my text messages. <laughs> exactly. Back when you could pull the battery out of the back of your phone. If you remember those, I don't think you could do that with an iPhone now. Man, are we getting stride checked, but holy jumping, <laughs> is it entertaining? Um, did I mention Cody Fajardo's 3-0 and against the Hamilton Tiger Cats all time? Um, I don't know. People are writing in, even Ryder fans saying that Saskatchewan is going to get spanked in this game tonight. And I just don't know. But if you go and read the commentary at rodpeterson.com right now or listen to it on the various Saskatchewan radio stations that carry it, I said, not that this is groundbreaking thought, but we will find out what the 2022 Saskatchewan Rough Riders are made of tonight. And that's what's got me just scintillated for the football game. Are they big boys? Are they mama's boys? We're going to find out tonight. Make a meme out of that, Moose. Now, from my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat, she says, your dad was my life coach. I called him many times for advice. 
Here's the interesting thing about that. My dad tried to be my life coach. I didn't listen to him until decades later. But as we know now in the recovery business, or I know now, you can't counsel family. They don't listen to you. You can't counsel family. Not immediate family anyways. But Chris, you've always been a smart one. The other games, BC at Toronto. 100th all-time game between the BC Lions and the Toronto Argonauts. Do you want to know what the all-time record is in the prior 99, Darren? Uh, no, I do, actually. I, I, I can't guess, but tell me. Game notes didn't have it, so. What? <laughs> yeah, not that I can see. It's going to be like razor thin. I know. It's the 100th game. What's the prior record? Uh, we didn't look that up. But the BC at Toronto game, formerly known as the Braley Bowl, was voted the second, it was the second highest, uh, what should I say, for Canada's game of the week. This finished number two in our polling from our viewers when we had it on Wednesday. But BC at Toronto, it, it is not, it is not got the shit spa of Sass Hamilton. It just doesn't. Because the more I looked into the game notes, Darren, it's, uh, no matter what happens this weekend, Toronto's going to stay in first place coming out of the weekend because they have the tiebreaker on the Owls or on the on the Owls and they're two points up. But they said going into the next two weeks, it's a home and home between the Argos and Alouettes. And that's where the Bears are going to spit in the buckwheat. This game doesn't mean as much for Toronto. Yes, they want to win it. And the same thing for BC. Their standing isn't really going to matter coming out of this game. Although if they win, their magic number will drop from three to two. But these other games, BC, Toronto, Edmonton, and Winnipeg, Ottawa, Ottawa, Montreal, there's intrigue. And AJ Jakubek's going to uh, join us next segment to talk about that. But of the three other games, which one grabs you by the uh, short and curlies? You know, you know, none either. I'm with you on that. Maybe Toronto, BC, because those are two teams that, you know, want to make some noise in the playoffs. And so you kind of just get that measuring stick of, of two of the better teams in the Canadian Football League. But you're right. There's no there's no um, urgency to those games. There's no, you know, um, big, huge consequences on the line. So, yeah, it, it's Saskatchewan and Hamilton. There's a gap. And then maybe Toronto, B.C. I didn't see a whole lot interesting about the Winnipeg-Edmonton game either, to be honest with you. And what did I say the betting line was? It was like two touchdowns. Incidentally, there's a two-touchdown spread in the NFL Week 5, and we'll do that next hour, deal or no deal. I don't know if you can guess which game it was, but I was stunned when I saw it at our official betting partner, Bet Regal's app. Download the app this weekend when you're looking for something to do. From Pinks, our, one of our pre one P1 viewers, he says, after tonight's game, there's only one quote. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders are who we thought they were. But do we know what they are? Like, I'm leaning towards the Mama's boys, but I'll wait until after tonight to say, because they're going to they're gonna dictate that. You can sit and talk about all these numbers, and that's what I love about the game notes, but numbers don't decide a game. The players do. And I'll say one thing. Jim Bisdell, legendary scout, Flames and Blues. He uh, A few years ago, I was with him. He goes, I see you're hanging around the Coyotes. They, they got a numbers guy, eh? The GM there, Cheka, numbers guy. I said, yeah, yeah, they're pretty excited about him. He goes, I've never seen numbers win a hockey game. Line the numbers up on the blue line and see how they do. Players win games. 
I never forgot that. Jimmy Bizdell is a beauty. Moose, I'll see you next hour, okay? You bet. See you then. All right, we're going to perk up on that Ottawa-Montreal game on the voice of the Red Blacks. AJ Jakubik joins us next. It is the uh, RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, and now on the radio on your home of Southern Sports and Talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. A fantastic football Friday continues from gorgeous South Florida. Dolphins on the road, however, at the New York Jets. Dolphins favored by 3.5, if you can believe. We're going to play Deal or No Deal NFL uh, edition for our exclusive betting partner next hour, Bet Regal. We're talking CFL now. Let's bring him in. We will dabble a little in the other sports, too. But Aaron John Jakubek joins us today. How you doing, AJ? Outstanding, Roddy. Great to be with you, as always. <sighs> How's the season been, brother? Uh, soccer's been fantastic. They finished first, or they they've got a chance to finish first this weekend, and uh, they're going to host the playoff game. Jeff Hunt's very happy about that. Uh, so yeah, there there's uh, hockey's looking bright. I think they're going to be better. The Ottawa Senators uh, football, yeah. I mean, I think goes without saying when you fire the coach. 14 games into the season, 28 games into the tenure of Paul Police. Not very good. They've only won one home game in 22 games here at TD Place. So uh, uh, the fans were restless. And, you know, I, I think no surprise that Paul Police let go uh, after that uh, loss in BC on the weekend. Sure. But the fans didn't make the move. General manager Sean Burke did. And from the outside, it looks like he waited to the last possible moment. What, what's your read on the move and where do you see this team going the rest of this year? Yeah, and I think a lot of fans think waited too long, right? I, I give Sean Burke a lot of credit because with all due respect to Danny Machocha, I think most people think that he was just waiting for anything to get rid of Kahari Jones. And look, Montreal's 7-7. Seven and seven. So I, I guess you, you can't fault them. They look like uh, they're, they're going to be a playoff team. Uh, fr- from an Ottawa perspective, no one can say that Sean Burke was a guy that came in and immediately was was looking for the successor to Paul Lapolis. He did give him every opportunity to succeed. He, he did, when Jeremiah Masoli went down, go out and get a you know veteran quarterback in Nick Arbuckle to try and salvage the situation. But the, the reality is you could sense it a few weeks ago you know, there's the X and O's and there's the, the morale slash, you know, does the coach have the room? And you, you felt it slipping a few weeks ago. And I, I thought it was pretty obvious a couple of, a couple of weeks ago. Um, certainly the, the home games uh, against Toronto and Edmonton did not look good. You, you, you look at the sidelines and you look at guys, um, you know, infighting and guys that looked like they weren't listening to the coach. So at that point, it seemed pretty obvious to me. And maybe it was obvious to them but uh in in the end we'll see if bob dice can salvage some things down the stretch and uh i i do know this and, and you'd know this as well the players have heard it a million times in the last couple of weeks players will go 
through a wall for Bob Dice. Uh, Bob chuckled that said, I would never ask anyone to go through a wall, but but that's just the reality. So we'll see if that uh, leads to an injection of energy and enthusiasm and, and better execution uh, Monday in Montreal. Is this team better than 311, AJ, in your mind? I mean, you lost your quarterback. Who? How do you fire the coach when you lose your quarterback, right? But um, are they? should they be better? They, they should be better. I mean, I, I get it, right? I mean, look at BC. BC with Nathan Rourke, most entertaining team in the Canadian Football League in a long time. BC without Nathan Rourke, just okay. Two and three in the last five. But they still won a couple of games, right? So you have to, even Paul Lapolis would admit, you have to win games in this league. And they, they just weren't good enough. So, yeah, I mean, when the when the pundits came out, with predictions at the start of the season. And, you know, I started seeing people pick Ottawa to win the Grey Cup and get to the Grey Cup. I was like, whoa, let's let's hold on a little bit here because there were some red flags in terms of, you know, what you saw last year, even even with a, a roster that wasn't talented enough. And, yeah, I knew there was improvements in talent, but at the same time, there were some stop gaps here as well. Uh, players that were signed to start that, you know, were let go by other organizations. So I, I kind of thought they'd be an eight, nine win team that would probably battle for, you know, second, third in the East. Um, yeah. Three and 11, they're better than three and 11. Um, they're, they're probably not as good as, you know, some people thought they were going to be at the start of the year, but somewhere in between, they should at least be in the playoff mix. In my opinion, even with the injury to Jeremiah Masoli. You are in the mix. Uh, it's funny because, uh, it's to, you know, hey, let me get my John Ohm. Ohm. He's watching in Winnipeg. He says the CFL isn't going to touch the playoff format. It'll always be West versus East. How do you feel about this home stretch drive they're in here with four weeks to go? Yeah, I mean, I'll answer kind of both questions about divisional football. I, I think I've, I've said all along the, the the year that someone comes through the crossover and gets to the great cup, we'll need to have a serious conversation about it. I, I don't think the playoffs who make the playoffs is going to be uh, affected this year by, by the format. But I do think the three best teams in the Canadian football league are in the West. And so there, there's no doubt you're probably going to get a great cup game that isn't as good as the West final. That being said, in, in a lot of years, where there has been disparity and, and great disparity. And I think 2016 and 2017, where Ottawa and Toronto won the Grey Cup over Toronto, we've had really good Grey Cup games, right? If, if we were getting dud Grey Cup games, you remember that run in the late 80s, early 90s, where you kept getting dud Super Bowls and the Grey Cups were fantastic? If you're getting dud Grey Cups like that, where, you know, the, the Bills are getting, the Bills and the Broncos, right? Those are the two teams that were getting torched in those years for the most part, then, then maybe we'd have something to talk about, but I, I, I'm a big believer in tradition and history and, and everything that goes along with that. Again, I'm open to change, but to me, we need to see a, a team cross over and get to the great cup before we cross that threshold in terms of what Ottawa does down the stretch here. I think they're going to win a couple of games. They've, they've got Montreal back to back Hamilton back to back. Uh, they all seem to play well in Montreal. I mean, They've won games the last two years in Montreal. So, uh, look, William Stanback's back. They're, they're, they're going to be a good team. I do think they can win two or three of these next four games. 4-0 and seems like a stretch when you haven't won four games all season long. But 
Um, I, I guess the question is how much, again, that morale versus X and O. Morale, I feel, is going to be up. X and O's, I mean, Paul Apolise is an excellent offensive coordinator. They're not going to do better in terms of calling plays than Lapo, but, and you've got a young staff. So we'll see how capable Will Arndt is as a play caller, how, you know, how much he's helped out by Bob Dice and Doug Malone and, and some of the newcomers here. Uh, but I do think they're going to win a couple of games down the stretch. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, John Ullman, Winnipeg, says, I'd love to see a 12-team CFL. I'll keep dreaming. Maybe U.S. expansion will do that. We're going to get into that next hour with Steve Earhart, the executive director of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, who will be joining us from Memphis, Tennessee, the former commissioner of the USFL. Hey, lastly, I know you're the junior hockey guy like me, OHL, and the soccer guy. But what about your Oil Kings, buddy? Oh, three and one in the basement of the Eastern Conference and the dub. Was that expected? Yeah, it's, it's funny. I got a note today from Rogan Dean, their longtime equipment manager there in Spokane. So uh, I was a little bit jealous. I love that U.S. trip. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I obviously uh, don't follow the league as closely as I did when I was calling games. But, you know, when you when you lose the caliber of players that they lost after last season, I mean, I don't think it was unexpected. They they went for broke last year, and it paid off. Won a WHL championship, and now you know they're going back to the other end of the cycle. We saw it here with the Ottawa 67s as well. When you know they they reached the league final, won 50 games the next year. Then unfortunately, the COVID year happened, and and then last year they're just squeaking into the playoffs. So that that's the cycle of life in, in junior hockey. There's the odd team like the London Knights that don't tend to drop below fifth or sixth or seventh in the conference. That's their rebuild year is like a 500 season. But uh, beyond that, junior hockey is very cyclical. And once you go for it and those 20 year olds and 19 year olds move on to professional hockey and U sports and playing in Europe and, and, and all that, then it's uh, a bit of a tough road to hoe. So we'll see if uh, uh, long-term they should be able to just with the resources they have there and the people they have there, they should be able to, find a way to to be competitive uh, sooner rather than later but i expect it's not going to be the same type of season that they had last year gotcha hey buddy wonderful update enjoy the weekend happy thanksgiving and uh hope to see you soon likewise roddy take care the great aj jackovic from tsn 1200 ottawa we got a sports update next and viewer takeover. You're watching the RP show on the Game Plus television network, YouTube Live, uh, your favorite podcast platform, and on the radio, WQEE, your home of Southern Sports and Talk, 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Good old fun sports talk coming your way. But it is a football show today. Uh, we like to call this segment Viewer Takeover. Glenn Erickson watching in Medicine Hat says, Dupes is awesome. When it's a true or false question, he leads with maybe. I know, right? All I'm asking, it's not that hard. Just make a decision. The poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Darren couldn't make a decision. He finally did, once pressed. 
Uh, the poll question is, what's the better spice, pumpkin or gingerbread? And he said both. I mean, you can't do that. You can't. At least on this. Pick one. He said pumpkin incorrectly. Because clearly it's gingerbread. And I think a lot of you are getting sucked into the time of year. I bet you if we made that poll at Christmas time, you'd all say gingerbread. But the last I saw, 60% saying pumpkin. They're both great. They're both great. But sometimes you gotta pick one. Sports update on uh, this day. Blue Jays ace Alec Manoa gets the start for game one of Toronto's wild card series against the Seattle Mariners. That is Friday afternoon, 4.07 Eastern first pitch. A solo crowd expected at Rogers Center for the Jays' first home playoff game since 2016. The Mariners will send Luis Castillo to the mound. Uh, I was there in 2015 with my radio color man, Carm Carteri. I bought a hat, which I subsequently, like a Jays 2015 AL East pennant winners. I saw them drop the banner. It was amazing. And then I ended up giving the hat to Tiger Williams. I don't know why I did that. Nova Scotia Premier Tim Houston says he needs to see meaningful changes at Hockey Canada before the 2023 World Juniors can proceed in his province. The sport's national governing body continues to vigorously defend its leadership amid criticism over its handling of alleged sexual assaults and the way money was paid out to settle lawsuits. Halifax and Moncton are scheduled to co-host the World Juniors in December and January. My take? I've said it, I think, just once this week, but having been... I can't speak for Hockey Canada. I don't speak for Hockey Canada, but this is my take from after having been on the scene and having worked with them for a number of years. Some of the people responsible are no longer there for mishandling things, that's all, are no longer there. A lot of the people I dealt with at the World Juniors have been in the role for six, nine months, less than a year. And it's like people want their pound of flesh. There's clearly a a cancel thing going on here. I get all that. But as I said to somebody the other day, if you weren't responsible for something, would you take the blame for it? Would you step down? Would you quit your job if you had no bearing on it? And the people that were responsible are long gone? The answer is always no. My read is this is why hockey can't. And the board... I don't believe ever has anything to do with anything, whether it's the Hockey Canada board or a sports team board or community organization. They don't run things. Last minute of play in hour one. So that's where the rubber meets the road here. I just think the people responsible are no longer there. They jumped, saw this coming, and left the current people to deal with it. Five Canadian teams will see preseason action tonight in the NHL. The Maple Leafs visit the Detroit Red Wings. Calgary Flames host the Winnipeg Jets. Oilers welcome the Seattle Kraken and the Vancouver Canucks welcome the Arizona Coyotes. The Raptors play a preseason game in the NBA tonight in Houston. Toronto coming off wins over Utah and Boston, but again, who cares about the preseason? Raps will play their first home preseason game Sunday against the Bulls. This sports update for Edo Japan with more than 160 restaurants nationwide. Edo Japan is proud to be Canadian-owned and operated for more than 40 years. Steve Earhart and the Moose next hour and more of you and me right after this break. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. 
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.